Hey again, and thank you for joining us here at Out of Focus. Uh, this is a very special last-minute episode because me and Nick and are, uh, me and Nick are adults, and uh, what adults do best is procrastinate. Isn't that right, Nick? Uh, what day is it? Uh, fuck, is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so a uh, little peek behind the curtain. We typically record Wednesday's episode on Sunday or Monday. But yeah, we're usually good about this. Guess what didn't happen? <laughs> we adulted, which means that we delayed because we're tired and we have jobs. And we're giving you all free content, so don't don't at me. Yeah, isn't what is what what's enough? What's enough for you? Yeah. You you fucking vultures. Yeah, cock mongrels. Hey, that's mine. That's mine. I know. I just feel like I should. So when was the last time you procrastinated hard? What was the worst outcome of your procrastination? Oh, what an interesting question. I'm trying to think mm. of the last time I really... Um, one where I had... Oh, also, my, my wife is cooking at, at the moment, uh, so there's going to be some sounds going on, and you're welcome. Um, no, I love it. I think it gives us a real homey vibe. Yeah. Um, I think, okay, so uh, the post-master's certification I got in my field uh, required um, at at the end, before you got your certification, you had to present a case study on one of the clients you treated during your training. And uh, so you would present uh, uh, the whole process that you went through. And it's an hour-long presentation. um, Wow. Oh, geez. Which also includes sharing clips of your video-recorded sessions. So it can sort of illustrate uh, the work that you've done over the year. And so the people listening can understand uh, your client and all of this stuff. So... Mm, Okay. I worked really hard on it and had it all together. And but one aspect of it that I forgot sort of is that they you also had to hand in when you did your presentation, basically a transcript of everything you were planning on saying, because they want to be able to because you had to turn in your presentation that someone could sit down and basically read it and then look at your uh, like PowerPoint presentation with the videos embedded and be able to look at the presentation, right? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. So guess who didn't write out their transcript until the <sighs> day before? Oh, my God. How long were you typing? So I had, I had, you know, everything was basically in my head, and I even had <laughs> it sort of like storyboarded out because I had the presentation done. But the old steel trap. Yeah, but I and I do presentations like that. I do, uh, which this could be maybe this is a side tangent of how to give good presentations. Um, <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Should we just tangent on that right now? I don't care. Yeah, why not? Uh, okay, number one. On a slide, there should not be a sentence unless you're giving a, oh. a direct quote. Agreed. There should not be more than five bullet points. And yep. they should be single words or a short phrase because it's not for you. A presentation is not you reading out loud what people can <laughs> read on the screen. Yeah, there's a reason that there's presenter notes in PowerPoint, people. Jesus Christ. I will burn everything to the ground. 
Um, there's a dude. Oh fuck, what's his name? His name's uh Zach Coleman. That's his name. Zach Coleman. Yeah, he's a programmer, and he was one of the first engineers over at GitHub. And I really like his presentations because one, he is fucking to the point. He uses like 120 point font or some shit <laughs> to really illustrate his like idea, his main idea. He does uh, really vibrant colors and he'll do um, recaps, which I found kind of interesting and nice, uh, which is cool. If you're going on a deep dive into like a heady subject, like every couple slides, he's like, OK, this is a recap. And we talked about hopefully you understand what the hell's going on. So, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing if he's got a nice a nice one. Um, God, his talks are nice. There you but go. Yeah, Share um, it in the discord. Um, so yeah, none of that stuff. So I had my bullet points and then, you know, had it in the old noggin. I'm telling a story, baby, telling a story. So I'm ready to do that. Uh, but yeah, then the night before I was like, Oh God, here we go. And yeah, I think I was up until two or three, just, I was basically, I was talking out loud and then editing (laughs) as I'm, you know, putting it in. Just delirious and talking to yourself. <laughs> well, I was just basically doing the presentation, like, cold, and then writing what I was saying, and then just doing some, like, grammar edits. I'm totally sure that's what it looked like in your head, but I can just see you mumbling at your computer. Just, you know. That's, yeah, that's what I was, and that's <laughs> exactly what I was doing. So that wow, was so- probably my... One of the biggest ones, and th- you know, that just sucks to like be up late the night before you have something going on that you're nervous well? about. Uh, you good? I got certified. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, it, it went fine. What about certified you? Certified baller. Shot color 28.3. <laughs> uh, I'm a Impala. What's your, uh, get up late tonight. <laughs> what's your procrastination failure? Shit. Um, my, what was it? Like my fucking junior year, maybe of college, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. before that year, um, I was working full time and going to school for eighteen credits. Uh, that's, a, so that's that's an amount. Yeah, it was a lot. It was overwhelming to say the least. I gained a lot of weight. Um, but eating your feelings, eating your feelings. Nothing <laughs> is better than eating your feelings. <laughs> is that Bo Burnham? No, I just made that up. Fuck you. Oh fuck! It sounded like a uh, like a Bo Burnham bit. Nothing is I real. Sound, yeah, I sound like yeah. a uh, a comedic genius. That's what you're saying. He is oh. a comedic genius. Thank yes, you. you sound sort of, kind of tangentially <laughs> like a comedic genius. <laughs> Referential at best. <laughs> uh, so yeah, college fucking sucked. I ooh, here we go. You know what's a really easy thing to do? Um, you go on GitHub and you search for other students' assignments and you copy their code. Oh. Oh, I plagiarized. You did it? They're I totally, I got it. caught too. You got caught? Yeah, no, that's why I'm sharing this story. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't tell nobody. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but it was okay because like, what 50 other kids in the same class plagiarized too so it wasn't just me thank god it was an adjunct this year who was teaching so everybody felt like they could just i don't know fly by the seat of their pants 
Yeah, get away with uh, some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, That's nope, good to know, couldn't. by the way, is, is that I might become an adjunct. It's good to know that people think that <laughs> about adjuncts. They do. Because I will swing a hammer down of doom. Um, Tutu's cool, though. I really respect him. Um, he, wanted, he set up a meeting with me. And I fucking knew what it was about. My heart was pounding the whole time because I hadn't been to the class in like a month, I think. And yeah, it was bad. He sits me down and we're going over the code. And for the most part, I can explain it and keep up and stuff. But then we get to a tricky bit and I just look at him and I straight up tell him, I have no idea. He's like, so how did you do this? And I was straight up with him. I was like, I copied it off of GitHub. And he was kind of taken aback. He was like, oh. You're uh, you're being honest with me because <laughs> I don't know if he'd gone through this shit with 30 other people, but he seemed jaded at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, dude, I totally there's just a lot going on. So I straight up copied it. So I don't know if that gained me empathy points or what, but he was like, OK, here's here's what's going to happen. If you come to my class for the rest of the semester and there was like a month or two left in the semester, then you will pass my class. And I was like, done. So I did. I went to his class and I passed and it was fine. But I wow. almost failed out of college and got kicked out for procrastinating. So that was my story. Yeah, and that just uh, sharing that story right now might lose him his job. <laughs> no. Fuck off. I earned that degree. I'm not talking that about was... you. Oh, you mean the adjunct? <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I didn't name names. Nobody knows what class it was. <laughs> Yo, it was a you'll cool be dude. fine. You'll be fine. I'll Mr. Johnson, you. if you're out there. <laughs> His name's not Johnson. Jose Johnson. The yeah, there you go. Mr. Johnson Smith. Yeah. The man it. with two two last names. <laughs> so, all right. How would you, you professor, how would you handle a cheating situation? Because um, that's big. That's I mean, it's huge. I know it is. Yeah, well, I mean, places have massive. their policy. I'd I'd have yeah. to follow follow their policy. I I mean, it it would. I feel like I would also have a different response depending on which program somebody was in. So the place that I uh, will potentially be doing some work with is a master's level therapy program. Mm, so yeah, you don't want no cheaters there. Yeah, if they pull that shit there, I mean, throw the book at them. Cause, yeah, hell yeah, uh, undergrads can get away with shit. Master's degree students? Nah. Yeah, master's level therapist. I mean, if you think about that, like all the ethical shit that we have to follow anyway, if <laughs> if they'll break that, you know. Yeah, that's true. It, how, it's, many, how many ethics classes did you have? Um, like form on their own, there aren't a yeah. lot, but they're worked into so many different things. Like interesting, all all of like the treatment planning type of things are all there's all ethical considerations basically in everything. Every class had ethical components. One of the big ones where we hit stuff more heavy uh, that wasn't a class necessarily about it, but it was really. It was how to be like a clinical supervisor, which we talked about that in a previous episode. Like the in my field, being someone's supervisor means something very different than being like a supervisor in a normal world. When learning how to be a supervisor like that, there was tons of ethical things in that as well. Interesting. 
I think my little procrastination experience really helped me learn uh, honesty really is the best policy. I think I took it to heart after that. But if you're straight up with people, usually they'll give you some leeway. And if not, fuck them. Who cares? You know? <laughs> yeah. Serious. Yeah. There, There's sometimes I've gotten away with some uh, procrastination too. I'm trying to think if I have a good... <laughs> Good story of the opposite of that, where it's just like, yeah, fuck you. I mean, um, that was my life. Uh, my motto before that point was, wing it. You know, I'll figure it out. It's whatever. I, um, I remember, it. it's like the, I, there's a meme I've seen about this, but there was once where this literally happened to me. There was somebody who uh, pulled a, if, I think it was like a music history uh, professor in my undergrad. Oh. It was like, if you write this the day before, I will know it. I can tell when you write uh, things in panic mm. mode, trying to finish it. And I seriously had the episode three from Star Wars, like, you underestimate my power. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think a lot of professors say that shit, but they can't, man. Well, this guy, this guy was super sharp. And I feel mm. like for the most part, he probably could. But that also meant I was super careful. Challenge accepted is what you're saying. Ah, and I did it. I, I, I knocked it out in a day of very, very important <laughs> p- paper. And I got an A on it. Wowie zowie, dude. So oh, I, I just heard that meaty gulp that we're going to get on that uh, recording drink check-in. Yeah, it was... Uh that was water. That I could not gulp whiskey like that, I'll tell you what. I was going to say, that was <laughs> a mouthful. Yeah, I had to hurriedly gulp because I was like, fuck, Nick's going to stop talking and it's going to be my turn. And I'm just going to... That is a funny okay. thing about recording one of these that we have to be conscious of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, when's it my turn to talk to the people? Well, and we also can't see each other, so th- that makes it tricky of like, oh, is someone taking a sip? I don't know. Is somebody naked right now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we both naked right now? Maybe. Any listeners out there naked? We're um, all naked. Patreon.com slash out of focus show. <laughs> We've got some extra tier benefits for you. <laughs> So, okay, flip side of the professor coin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had professors, and I, I know that my wife has had professors, where they give these giant assignments out, and you stress about them, and you don't get them done, you get like half of them done, and they give you a fucking A. Like, they didn't even read the whole fucking assignment. They're like, yeah, you did it. It's whatever. Yeah. You ever get that? Yeah. Ugh, those yeah, fuckers. yeah, yeah. Those... Those ones are kind of annoying, uh, and or sometimes where you like slip something in in the middle, they're like, <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even look at it. You didn't even pay attention, you bastard. I did have I, uh, someone in an English class when I was an undergrad. We had one of those big, you know, larger papers, do twenty pages or something, oof. and did insert bullshit on like pages twelve through fifteen, just like oh a stream of consciousness. Just like, and then I ate a banana, but then my stomach kind of hurt. So then I was like, well, maybe I'll go and uh, have a glass of water, like that kind of thing, and got an A. Oh, my God. Uh, Did they lose faith in that English class? Because I would have. Oh, that changed the way I wrote for the rest of the semester. (laughs) After hearing that, I was like, oh, thoughtful, uh, creative writing? No, thank you. I honestly think that college 
is this weird shadow reflection of real life where you have to like, I don't know, do your best, but also at the same time, figure out your priorities and where you can slip through the cracks and, and sneak shit, you know? Yeah. That's all. That's, that's a big thing that college teaches you is how to, how to sneak shit. <laughs> being, being sneaky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is the least amount of work for the highest grade possible that I can do? Yeah. I, I, I'll admit there's quite a few when I ever had to do like composition assignments where I would just like sit down and start playing something and be like, all right, there you go. <laughs> Four chord song. <laughs> well, and well, not that because, because <laughs> I knew that like one of my, one of my strengths going into the music program was music theory. So I could do some, mm. I, I could do some kind of out there shit uh at least i knew you know i know how it functions so i was never turning in like boring four chord things <laughs> i was turning in some had some funky stuff in there and then i'd always get notes of like oh interesting choice and they're like cool there you go got it so you think with those classes um your grade was really better just because you were different than your peers i guess I think it I think it helped to do something that was not basic bitch. That's interesting because I don't think I've ever had a class that's I don't want to say subjective, but that totally feels subjective. My classes are like you write this program and it works or you fail. Right. Well, they yeah. they when it, especially when it comes to like composition, you have to follow often they would put like certain guidelines. It has to do this or do this or do this kind of thing, but how you got there was your own path, you know? Everybody's would be completely different. It's so interesting. If you right could throw now, some creative a- shit in there, you do fine. Now, where what you're talking about was, at least in undergrad, when you had to do, like, the, the general music classes, fucking aural skills, which is ear training, uh, <laughs> that's where you either got it or you're screwed because it's objective. Oof. You know, like, what did you hear? (laughs) Like, so if you, if you have perfect pitch, you're set, but if you don't, you're fucked. Is that what you're saying? Oh, it helps a lot to know exactly what notes you're hearing. Um, yeah, that was never my, my strength, but yeah, I mean, a test would be, um, they would, uh, you'd often do a lot of things in music theory too, in what they would call four part writing, which is choral. Um, because there's four voices, the soprano, alto, tenor, and bass, um, because it could teach you a lot about voice leading and things like that by writing in four parts. So they would also do, um, ear, uh, aural skills training a lot in that model. So a test might be a fucking professor would sit down at the piano and play four parts and they would give you the first note on each voice and the last note on each voice. Oh, no. And then they'd play, you know, four bars of something where it would move, you know, every beat. Um, or a voice would stay in the middle and you'd have to hear where all of them were. Fuck those classes. <laughs> so hard. At least for me, it was uh, my ears a lot better now than it was when I was in school. But oh, my God, that was that was a beast. That sounds really hard. Also, it sounds like fucking magic because I'm over here 
and I'm thinking, yeah, I could talk to you about data structures and computers and stuff and how they relate to each other. And here you are talking about choral voices and shit. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything music related. Apparently I can listen to the radio. That's the <laughs> instrument I can play. I have ears for funsies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you're getting into theory and I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. Play me dinner. Breaks. Pump yeah. the brakes there, bucko. Yeah, well, th- that was just the, the thing I could think of in music that was objective. Like, what did you hear? Did you hear it right? Right. Interesting. <laughs> That's was that I mean. your hardest class? Uh, f- f- I would say, like, academically was my most difficult because it just wasn't a strength of mine. And I would also find myself... I'd be relying on my strength, which is music theory, to guess based mm. on, ah, well, it was moving this way. So the next logical thing <laughs> would be for it to go there. But if they threw a, a wrench in it and it did something tricky, then I'd get it wrong. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Or sight singing. God, I hate sight singing. Sight singing? So you read the note and sing it? Is that what it is? So they put a melody in front of you. They give you okay. the first note and and you, then you have to sing it. That doesn't make any sense to me. How can you sing a melody with just knowing the first note? <laughs> because you have to know the distance between the notes. That's part of that skill. So if it starts on a G and the next note is a D... You have to know how to get to a D from a G and the distance Oof. in between them. God. And then continue, you know, singing on. So they'd have little steps where you're just sort of moving down like little steps, do, 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 or a big old leap somewhere. And maybe you miss the leap and then you're fucking off for the whole rest of the thing. Oh, God. Which happened my to nightmare. me all the time. It <laughs> is my nightmare singing a song and suddenly I'm like super flat or a couple notes off and I'm like, stop, stop, voice, stop. Yeah. Well, with this, you don't really know because if you messed it up, then that leap, but it was right, you know, in your brain, then you're doing the rest of it correct, but you're actually off. (laughs) And by the way, we had to do these in front of the class. These were the quizzes. Like they, they would have this big book full of music and you'd have to go one by one. She'd turn to a new page and say, measures eight through 12, first note, bling, go. So all of you at the same time? No, individual. Oh, oh God. That's so even you go worse. by yourself uh. and you had to sing it in front of the class and then next person go up and she'd give them another page and another set of measures and go. So was that kind of like the filter for the, uh, was this a master's or an undergrad level this class? This was just undergrad. Yeah. So was this the filter where people were like, nope, this is not for me? I mean, partially. Yeah. Yeah. And then for me, it was like, oh, God, I'm I'm better at other stuff, guys. <laughs> Promise I'm not a piece of shit. Man, that's what my data structures class, I think, was. That was the great filter where people were like, I don't like this. Bye. Super funny. So uh, it's interesting that those classes purge. exist. Yeah. They are purging classes. What do you think? What do you think like businesses? Do they have a purging class in business? Is it just economics? I think it's how to pour a good scotch. <laughs> you tell somebody else, "A." And uh right. you have to do it in a globe. 
You tell a busty redhead to pour you a glass of scotch. <laughs> from the, Hashtag from Don the Draper. Bar. Yeah. Globe bar. Need one exactly. of those. God, I wish I had to keep... Do you have a globe bar? Are you getting a globe bar? No, I want one. I keep pitching it to my wife, but she's uh, <laughs> she keeps saying it's a weird thing. No, it's great. Tell her I said it's great. All right, I will. I yeah, will. just... Right after this, just go up to her and said, say, Eric says we have to get one. Yeah, I I would love it. Because uh, then I'm just uh, pursuing a hobby. I like it aesthetically. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but, but you can only keep the lowest shelf liquor in there, like plastic bottle shit. Why? Juxtaposition, it's funny. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to say, I am drinking my shitty brandy. Um, which again... Still more, no more zombie cancer. So we're good. God. You're just allergic to the New York air, I think just, is what it is. Just checking in on that. So over the weekend, we didn't talk about this in the last episode, but I I saw the monster. I went to the end games. Oh, did you cry? How was it? And, and we will we will continue to be spoiler free. So don't no, no, worry. we don't have to. No, the moratorium has been lifted. We can do what we want now. No, I even ran into people today. There was just like, especially in New York, it's hard to get tickets. Really? Yeah, they're still packed. Who cares about New Yorkers? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Aww. Fine. Spoiler free. But it was good, right? It it was. It was. It was uh it was a monster of a film. I will say that they uh they came in swinging for the fences. Uh, with really? the opening, that was the only th- only thing I do want to say about it is like, all right. It, I seriously, I took a deep breath and went, all right, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I, have a again, movie. I'm not going to throw any spoilers out there, but my heart was, be- I've never just sat down to watch a movie and then suddenly my heart rate goes like through the roof and I'm like, holy fuck, you know? Yeah. Jesus. They just, they just slapped you in the face. Yeah. Um, Let's set the tone. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, But I enjoyed it very much. There was a part that I thought would be funny. So before before we went uh, a little while ago, um, a friend's uh, brother was visiting and brought me uh, a bottle of wine from Argentina. Oh, it was like, you got to try this one. And so I've been saving it for a little while. And then, uh, so a couple days before that, um, the wife and I went to a fancy cheese shop in the neighborhood, Ooh. which we had never been to. And was like, let's get some fancy cheeses and some fancy salamis. And oh, then yeah. we can combine them together into a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, charcuterie. Hooray. So I have no idea what the fuck we bought because I don't know uh, anything about cheese. I was going to say, did you get a brie, a gouda? What'd you get? Uh, neither one of those. They were Jarlsberg. They didn't even have like, for the most part, everything in the display case. I've never seen that name before. Montserrat. It was all French cheese. That you're telling me? No, it was like the crazy, like artisanal fucking. Like they didn't have normal cheese there. Amazing, amazing. So, um, we got some of those. Got some fancy salamis, and um, so before we went. I was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to pour myself a glass. I'm going to have a little bit of these. Boom, boom, boom. Everything fucking delicious, especially the wine, by the way. It was my favorite part. It is <laughs> of course, one of the of course. 
Maybe I'll post a photo of it. I fucking loved it. All in. I still have a little bit of it left, and it's like I don't want to drink it because it was so good. Oh, yeah. Too much of a good thing, or don't want a good thing to end. There we go. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't want it. I don't want it to be gone. I want to drink it more. Um, so I had fancy cheeses, uh, salami, and a glass of uh, red wine, and then we did. Uh, we decided, oh, because we weren't going until 10.30 at night yeah, to see Endgame. Um, so we were walking around the neighborhood and we're like, oh, let's get some. Uh, here's a little Froyo shop. Let's go in here. So then we nice. go in and I ate a big, nasty bowl of Froyo, <laughs> which, by the way, I fucking love it. Who you doesn't fan? love good Froyo? Yeah, hell yeah. Froyo ice cream anything throw my way throw it in my mouth watch it melt all over me yes all right um subscribe to patreon and uh we'll get you some photos (laughs) i will pull a madonna like maniac water jug falling on me thing do that was it madonna i feel like that was madonna right i don't know sure (sighs) pop culture we we've got references we know stuff you guys know you're picking up what i'm putting down um, so I ate a big old, uh, bucket of Froyo. Um, and then, uh, we go to the movie theater and large popcorn, uh, with a soda because I go, Why? I go big because movie theater popcorn is m- one of my favorite things in the world. Sure. But this is a three and a half hour movie, my friend. Yeah. So I got the large one. It'll last me. But your tum-tum's full. Tell me you took at least a big old piss before you went and watched the movie. <laughs> yes, I did. God. However, the culmination of fancy cheeses, bucket of froyo, <laughs> then literal bucket of popcorn. The right. last hour of the movie, my stomach went, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and like there were gurgles and weird sounds, and I was just like, "Am I gonna have to leave? Am I gonna have do to I have fucking cancer? Do, do I have to leave the movie?" It was getting that bad where you start sweating, and you're like, "I don't know what my body needs to do. Do I need to puke? Do I need to blast ass?" Like you're sweating, but suddenly yeah. you're cold, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, I had the cold, and I did. I really, there was no sign of like. What do you need to do, buddy? What, <laughs> what? What's what's wrong? What's the answer? Tell me in advance before you do anything. Just let me know. Yeah. Well, it's just like I wish I knew which way things were leaning, because <laughs> that would determine on when whether I'm leaving or not right away. You know, and right. it just it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So basically, the last thirty minutes of the movie, I think I was paying attention, but <laughs> it's also just. Oh God! Oh God! Uh, so that was the your, one. Your stomach was having its own end game. Would you it say? really was. It really was. But I did not Jeez. shit my pants. So you're welcome. Oh hooray! We need like a yay sound for I did not shit my pants. I feel like that's gonna come up again. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, after the movie, I had to run into the movie theater bathroom because I thought I was gonna vomit. So I just and then I was just standing there in the stall. And by the way, it's two in the morning because that's when Endgame get, get, got out after the previews and everything. We were done mm-hmm. at 2 a.m. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, this is the worst place to have this experience. Right. Movie theater yeah. bathroom. After a long movie. Tell me you blew it up. 
No, I just I just oh. stood there. <laughs> just cold sweats like staring up the into side. the distance. <laughs> Cuz I hate puking, so I didn't want to puke. Oh. It's the Agreed. worst. People are like, "Oh yeah, it makes you feel No, I will suffer for hours if I can avoid doing that. I'm actually cool with puking because it just gets out of me really quick. I'm like, done. Cool. No. Let's go running. No. No. Worst experience. So I will never do have that. You, have you ever just like shit your brains out in a public bathroom? That's an experience. God. I I I, I think I've blocked it out. <laughs> it's like, no. I don't want to do that. Just to be able to function. No, it never happened. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I really don't. I think it, I think my brain's been like, nope, memory I, erased. I can't think of a specific instance, but just like generally, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I've been like, well, here we go. And then you have a little buddy next to you who's like being all quiet. And you're like, sorry, buddy, I just ate Indian food. So get out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I hate being the buddy. I hate it when, like, I'm using the bathroom and then some dude comes bolting in and you hear the heavy breathing, you know? <laughs> and he's either got to take a massive shit or a hearty piss. And either way, it's uncomfortable because if he takes the piss, you just hear, like, it's fucking rushing out and you hear the whole, oh, oh, you know? slower this is the best asmr video or thing we've ever recorded (laughs) and you're just in there vulnerable because shitting makes you vulnerable and some man is moaning outside of where you are or dude is sweating heavily and comes in and grunts next to you either way it's very uncomfortable i like to yell release the kraken (laughs) (laughs) oh god we're back we're back to movie quotes yep this is sparta release the kraken this is my end game. Oh my god. Uh, I am inevitable. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was my uh, movie theater experience. Uh, no, I was surprised. Didn't we didn't have, yeah, me too, Jesus. We didn't have uh, talkers and, and not a lot of cell phone uh, use. It was uh, pretty pretty good for a New York audience, man. Aww. Look at you, New York people growing up, getting out there. I was pretty impressed because usually it's a fucking garbage fire in there. Yeah, I don't know. That's not a that's that's an interesting cultural difference because that is definitely not a thing out here. No, Utah movie theaters, oh, they're such pleasant experiences. You'll get like Mormon shamed, which is a thing. It's like Catholic guilt. It's the same yeah. thing, you know. Except people are projecting it on you. I don't know if I t- did. I talk about it on here. The Alamo Draft House. No. Oh, in Texas, that was our favorite movie theater chain to go to. They actually have one out here. Um, mm, I hear they're good. But they are the best, because especially in, in Texas, because number one, it is a full restaurant and movie theater. Nice. So, and they do themed stuff based on whatever is playing, oh. too. Um so you you get there, you're supposed to get there early, like 30 minutes before the movie, and right. every seat, there's just like a, a bar row of table in front of every row, so there's a lot of, a lot of spacing in between, and there's 
menus shoved under that table, and there's little golf pencils and little pieces of paper. <laughs> you write whatever you want on the menu. You stick it. There's a little like notch in the in the table, so the paper sticks up in the air. Okay. And then the waiters walk by, snatch it, and then they just uh, bring it over to you in the middle of the movie. They bring That's you your awesome. food. And also, because it's Texas and they don't have give a shit, full bar, full liquor, wine, beer, wow. whatever you want. So you just order it, buy a, the piece of paper, they walk by and snatch it, and bring it to you during the movie. And they turn the audio... the fucking volume in those theaters is so loud <laughs> because people are eating and drinking so yeah, they, sure. so they tr- they crank the volume up so like i was never bothered by a person e- eating or drinking <laughs> really so, so it was imagine fantastic. imagine your end game watching experience right but better without your tum-tum being upset mm-hmm. um but imagine it paired with a good g&t or a tom collins you know oh, what i mean solid Ugh. i'm there yeah yeah. Um, they actually surprisingly had decent wings. I would often order wings and just like chow those down, glass of red wine, kabam. You ever watch uh, A Quiet Place? Yes. That would be a bad one. To That would be a terrible one. <laughs> well, I saw that in a New York th- uh, theater with people talking and on their uh, cell phones. So Jesus. talking during A Quiet Place was the worst. I, I remember seeing... Or you could hear the people, uh, to be stereotypical, you know, yeah. Monster is coming in just like, oh, bitch, you got to move. You know, like those kind of <laughs> comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are happening. And you can hear them perfectly because the movie is silent. I just love the, just the image of somebody trying to quietly eat like they're fucking Mike and Ikes, you know, <laughs> but it's just rattling so loud in that silent theater and they're like... Fuck, fuck, just under their breath. I can see it. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I was doing that with popcorn because I'd bought popcorn. <laughs> and then I was doing the thing where you put it in your mouth and just yeah. let it dissolve. Moisten <laughs> it. Silent. You're like, do your thing, saliva. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> Incredible. Because I was I embarrassed. Um, okay. So the other thing about Alamo Draft House is they. Uh, they flash this on the theater multiple times before the movie starts and have a really loud announcement that plays automatically before every movie. No cell phone use and no talking. If you do, they will kick you out without a refund. Nice. Like they lay the hammer down. I saw a warning and they say they won't give warnings, but I saw someone get someone pulled out their phone to use the light once on a menu, like not the flashlight, but just like the screen light. And someone yeah. came over and said, you put your phone away or you will be asked to leave, like, instantly. Whoa. And it's like, boom, shut Whoa. it down. Oh, that's nice. Um, and the nice thing is because they were a full restaurant and bar, which means they made all of their money off of the food and alcohol, yeah. popcorn was cheap. Oh, my God. That's the dream. You're living the dream. Why'd you yeah. leave Texas? Ugh reasons um <laughs> but you could order i think i think it was two dollars and fifty cents and it said for a bowl of what? popcorn and they would bring you a giant metal bowl that i'm i'm not kidding was like two feet across <laughs> this giant metal bowl full of popcorn 
unlimited refills. Oh my, it's not some fucking eight fifty or $10 piece of tubby shit of popcorn, like an actual, wow. Yeah, $2.50. And yeah, unlimited refills. Uh, they would just, you'd lift up a card and just put popcorn refill. They'd come snag the bowl. Boom, another full bowl. I will say I am a popcorn machine. I will eat <laughs> all of the popcorn. We never asked for a refill. Wow. Wow. Because that's how much was in that fucking bowl. Texas, I know that I've talked shit about you sometimes, um, but this is a very redeeming quality you've got. Oh, yeah. So if any of you, they are a, like semi-national chain. If you have one around, go check it out. Great place. Yeah. To watch a movie and they do those like sort of fun specials they would have like 80s day or something like that and you know do like uh, they do uh re-release old movies that you can go and see in the theater which is a fun thing to do oh god i feel like a piece of shit who is the director of pulp fiction tarantino i thank you i was like i know his name I remember reading that they had a Tarantino day where they fucking play his movies like yeah. all the time. I was like, that sounds awesome. Yeah, they were doing, I remember because we saw the Hateful Eight. Yeah. Wait, was that his most recent one? Uh, Yes, I think. I don't know. Yes. The uh, wife is uh, commenting from the couch. Yes. Um, <laughs> they were doing that there and they, on the menu they had stuff uh that was in reference to the stuff they were eating in the movie and stuff, which was cool. That's awesome. Um, um, go ahead. But they would always have really interesting like montages of videos or commercials that they would play before really? each movie that complemented the movie. Like before you went and saw X-Men, they would have like commercials for X-Men toys from the early 90s. <laughs> like they would play a montage of those or like shit from the animated series. They would show scenes from it. You know, like they had really cool like collections of videos. So this is this is like the mecca of movie places. This is a place that cares about that experience is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I mean, it's more expensive than a normal theater to go there, but it's definitely worth it. If, yeah, why would you if go you anywhere want to have else? That experience. Yeah, we used yeah. to go there all the time. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. What are the uh, what are the movie theater seats like out in New York? Um, most of them are pretty shitty. The one that we go to in our neighborhood that I think I'm, we've only been to two or three movies there has the most of them are the smaller theaters that have the automatic recliners. You know, Thanks, yeah, they have those things, except I always laugh because the motors in them are so fucking loud. So like it's just like <laughs> in the middle of a scene, you know, God, Jesus. But uh, if you go to a regular theater, I mean, for the most part, they're fine. They're not super fancy, but they're not complete shit balls. Yeah, I've just noticed that. All the theaters around me have started getting like temperature controlled recliny power Jesus. seats. I know. Temperature. Just like leather and the arm goes up if you want to have a couch with whoever's sitting next to you. And it's nice. That's some fancy shit. I know. And I'm just I like, Utah, what is happening? So I was wondering if it was the same elsewhere. Uh, a little bit. It also kind of depends on the theater. Makes they're, sense. They're Makes all kind of all over the place. And whatnot. Who cannot? 
Um, my ass hurts. <laughs> <laughs> was it date night? Uh, actually, no. Um, I had a date with a bicycle. Mm, tell me more. Yeah. I decided to cycle to work today. How, how far away do you work? Uh, about eight miles away from where I live. Okay, that's a decent amount. Yeah, it was like a 40, 45 minute bike ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was good. I learned I need a new bike seat or some of those goofy <laughs> ass padded bike shorts because holy shit. Did you start a fire? I never realized how many bumps there are in roads and sidewalks until now. You could be you, like the New Yorkers and get the, the partial motorized bikes that do the assist. Oh, that's bitch mode. The pedal assist, baby. <laughs> bitch mode, New Yorkers. You're all bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's almost like um, I would liken it to reading Braille, but with my ass. Uh, I could I could tell you the history and the story of the streets I rode through today just because of all the bumps. <laughs> oh, where's Helen Keller when you need her? Uh, I bet she she could read stuff with her ass too. <laughs> That's such a gross image in my I brain. I know, I know. Um, it was good. It was legit. Uh, I enjoyed it a ton. How, um, I, I've thought about this yeah. before because I live uh, quite a ways away from where I work. But I've, I've, there's been times where I've been tempted to like, dude, you could just sell the car, get a, one of those like pedal assist ones. Cause I'd live like, you know, like 30 miles away. Sure. Um, so with that, they have a range of about, you know, 30 miles and you could uh, ride it out. Oh, there how, you go. How, how did you deal with the, the sweat situation and dress clothes? Well, I have a backpack that I take to work every day because I have to carry a laptop to work. Um, and engineering is usually pretty uh, casual, so it's just jeans and a t-shirt, really. But and did you bring a change of clothes? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wore, I wore my moisture-wicking workout shirt and shorts, and then I changed at work. I just did it. Hmm. No okay. biggie. Okay. Paper towels to dry off sweat if I had excess amounts, but it was fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was no big deal. It was nice. I thought my hair was going to be messed up from my goofy helmet, but it wasn't. It was good. That was my biggest concern, honestly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, 16 miles total today. Recommend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, I had my boss tell me that her husband, he does the same thing, except... He goes like 15 miles to work and back. So he does 30 miles daily. Damn, that's a, he's a, that's a, a workout. Monster. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, Can't imagine holy doing shit. that. No, that, that would suck. I just, I was having fun with that. How long can you hold that note, Nick? Well, I didn't take a deep breath before. So as I was going, I was like, I have zero support going on. Zero support for the for this uh, this experience. Oh, my Lanta. Would you really sell your car for a pedal assist bike? Is that something you've considered? 
Uh, I've considered it a lot because driving around here is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and it's I a piece so of shit. I'm so done with it. I have looked so many times if there is a way for me to take the train to work. And there is, but it takes about two hours <laughs> mm, each way. Mm, not worth. Yeah. Or I absolutely would because <sighs> I'm so done with it. Yeah, might as well ride a bike and make your, your thighs and glutes look amazing. Instead of spending two hours on a train. Yeah, have nice man-ass. Yeah, get that man-ass. Man-ass sounds like mayonnaise. Aren't they the same? That's where mayonnaise comes from. They both make me cream. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know why this popped into my head. And maybe this is... Maybe this, uh, since we're, you know, not too cl- far from the end... Yeah. Here at this episode, but I was thinking about the. I had a random memory pop into my mind of growing up and sneaking out of your house as a child. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. What What did you do? Your dad listens. I, You're I never had to sneak out. Had to. <clears throat> yeah. Go on. Um, I was an A student and I had a cell phone, so my mom was cool with me just being out if I let her know where I was and who I was with. And it was like the weekend or whatever, usually not weekdays, but she was oh, pretty I'm talking flexible. pre-teenage years. I didn't have friends, so there was no sneaking out. Because <laughs> when you're like an older teenager, that's more of like a given. Yeah. Well, I was like 14, 15 at the time, but yeah, no, no, there was no sneaking out before I was, there was never any sneaking out, and there was no reason for me to sneak out before the age of 13. Wow. Depressing. Thank wow. you for making my childhood more depressing. You're welcome, sip of brandy. Tell me your sneak out stories. Honestly, I have a lot. Uh- <laughs> oh... Revel. Honestly, started in like fifth grade. What the fuck? And that was when I was living in the hood of West Valley. I was going to say, this sounds like a broken home story. No, I think a part of it was like just to feel the rush. Ah, the wanderlust. So my stepbrother and I lived in the basement of this house. Was he older than you? Uh, two years, yes. That's why. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> and he was, uh, or in his room had a window well, you know, good old fashioned window wells. Yeah. Uh, that led, you know, right to outside. So we would, uh, to be cool, we had nowhere to go. I was going to say, what'd you do? Nothing like, to hang do. hang out on street corners? But what we would do is... We'd have to get dressed in all black so no one would see us, you know. And then uh, as it would take us about two minutes in total to open up the window because we'd have to do it in slow, incremental pushes. So our parents didn't wake up upstairs from the window opening. Sneak out, then close the window. Um, but always put wow. something, it's funny, it, this was his idea, to often put something in a certain place 
oh, this is what he did. He would take like a piece of paper or something folded up and he would put it on his closed because none of our doors could lock to our bedrooms. Huh. He would put it on his door handle. To see so, if somebody came in? Yes, because then we would know right away if mm. someone came downstairs to check on us mm. and if how fucked we were. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> upon re-entering the house. Wow. So yeah. you just snuck out dressed in black and we're like, cool, we're out. Uh, so yeah, in, that, in those times, what we would honestly do is we would like walk twice around the block. <laughs> Okay, and then you're like, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, we wouldn't really do anything. Uh, There was one time where a friend, like, I think it was one of the local friends, like, met up with us outside. Because we had, like, set, we're like, at this time, at 1245 or something, meet us here at this corner. And so he was there. Um, Street corner kids. And I remember one, uh, like one night, somebody did do like doorbell ditching, Ooh. where they would like, you know, it's like twelve thirty or or one in the morning. They'd run over and like pound on the door and hit the oh, doorbell three times. Fucking assholes. Yeah, fucking assholes. Ugh. And then uh, let's see. I okay. I have two stories. That was the that was the youngest one. God. Uh, my brother. He would stay out past curfew and loiter with his friends. Um, And he successfully ran away from the police once. That was cool. Me too, teaser for the future. (laughs) Yeah, he he made it and he got ratted out like three or four months later. Somebody dropped his name, so he got a visit from the Popo, but... Wait, what was he doing that made him them go after him? Breaking curfew. That's it? That's it. They they hunted him down for that? Yeah. Like, he got home out of breath, like, sprinting. He was cut up because he jumped a few hedges. And I was like, yeah. dude, what the hell were you doing? He's like, oh, uh, me and my friends are running at night. I was like, all right, cool, I guess. You're 12, I accept it. 12-year-olds are weird. No, he <laughs> was running from the cops, dude. I, I still find it so weird that, like, future in time, they're like, hey, we heard you were out late at night. What what do Orem cops have to do more than that, really? <laughs> like, Fair they're enough. great cops. I haven't had any issues with them. So if Orem cops are listening to this, please do not kick down my door and shoot me and then drop cocaine on me because I do not use cocaine. Don't plant that shit on me. <laughs> now we know. Now we know. <laughs> it's been documented. Um, but yeah, that's it. They just got him for that. Um, I snuck into a place once. Okay. At night. Um, it was in my older teenage years, and it was a girl's house. <gasps> yeah. Bitch. I know. Um, me and a buddy, I was sleeping over at my buddy's house, and he, uh, I don't know, dude, he had a, he had moved out to this big old fucking shed outside, and that was okay. his room. Yeah. <laughs> he wired it up with, like, uh, power. So he had power and he had heat. So he just lived out there. Um, right. So it's super easy to sneak out. We just literally walked out the door and, oh, look, we're outside. Hooray. Uh, and we snuck into a friend's house to hang out with girls. And I made out with my wife, who was not my wife at the time. And he made out with the other girl. Um, but I'm clumsy. Mm-hmm. 
And they lived in one of those like Utah style ranchers, which meant that their window was like fucking six or seven feet up, you know, wasn't easy to get into. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my buddy, he was able to ninja his way in there all stealthy and quiet. Bum, bum, Uh, bum, bum. I get up and I'm almost through and my leg gets caught and twirled around the curtain. So I just fucking tumble hard. And this girl's mom used to, like, hang out downstairs, you know? Yeah. Uh, so she starts coming up, and I'm like, fuck. But the girl's got Interceptor, and the mom was like, what was that noise? And they were like, oh, we were just, uh, we were playing on the trampoline, you know, because they had one of those indoor workout trampolines. And Sam fell. And then the mom just laughed it off and was like, oh, haha, Sam. Always falling. Clumsy girl. Yep, and then we made out. It was a great night. Boom! And then he <laughs> got some. Not that night. Not you that teenage night. teenage got some. Uh, yeah, teenage got teenage dirtbag, baby. Her name is Noelle. What? You never listened to Weedus? No, I'm just saying. Uh, I just want this documented that you did not say your wife's name when you're saying that, so... Yeah, it's her name is Noel. I had a dream about her. She rings my bell. Trouble in paradise. Mm, 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 uh, Trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever sneak into a place? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, many, many. Yeah, many. We're gonna have to break this into two uh, into two episodes on this. Really? Uh, on this on this topic, I got I got a lot. I, got I was a gonna lot, say, man. tell me about the various and the sundry laws you've broken. Jesus Christ. Um. So mine, I was also the same age. Um, okay. And one night, we were with a group of friends, like four or five, and we had decided we were gonna walk over to the local one of the uh one of the gas stations that was like next to our neighborhood so it wasn't very far sure um we go over there and we're gonna buy something i don't know uh get a (laughs) soda get a a surge yeah exactly it probably was need a surge (laughs) to get me through this night we're we're burning the candle at both ends here boys god damn Um, and so we go, we had just, oh, we hadn't gone into this gas station yet, but we've done this before. Um, we're about to go in. We, we sort of jaywalk across four lanes Whoa. Whoa. really quick. It's late. It's super late at night. Nobody's there. And as we're, you know, we're kids, we're running across the street. A cop turns the corner, <gasps> turns on his lights. One friend has a bike. He's gone. Like, <laughs> he's just... <laughs> Bye. Yeah. And right next to, at the time, right next to this gas station, there was a, like an empty lot that was kind of a field. I just take off into it. Okay. I'm full adrenaline. I'm busted. You know, I, I've done nothing wrong besides jaywalking. <laughs> um, Am I being detained? Am I being I detained? Just, exactly. I just take off into this field and I go running, running, running. I haven't really been in this field, so I don't know the terrain and eventually fall into a ditch. Oh, um, no. Just God. blam, 
fall in, scrape up my leg and all of this stuff. And then I'm just hiding in there because the, the weeds and the plants are really high. And so I'm looking over. The other two guys are just standing there in the, in the parking lot and the cop comes over to them and is talking with them. And I'm sitting there in my head going, oh, fuck, you guys are fucked. You're so fucked. You're so oh fucked. You're so fucked. And he's sitting there talking to them for a while. And then he just gets in his car and drives off. And wow. they go they go walking in, uh, grab a soda, walk out. And as they go, they cross the street. And I'm watching the cop actually like leaves, leaves. He's gone. And uh, they, uh, as they cross the street, I sneak across the street with them. And I'm like, oh, God. And they're going like, what the fuck you idiot why did you do that and i was like you guys are getting busted like the only thing that cop wanted to know was why the hell did those two run away oh my god that's what he was asking us is like awesome. what are you guys doing out and we just went oh our parents told us to go and buy a buy a soda for them wow and, and so- he went oh okay well why did those two kids run then and they go i don't know because they're idiots and he said oh okay and he left see some people I feel like are just born with crime in their veins, really. It sounds like those friends were those people. That's Jesus. funny, considering the life paths those two ended up on. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, <laughs> so, me. yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was the, the chase by the police one. We'll have to save the next ones for the ex- next episode. Tell us your sneak out stories. Yeah, regale me with your tales of petty crime and teenage drama. I want to hear it all. Where do we want to hear it, Eric? I want to hear it in my ears, but also I want to hear it on on my Twitter, uh, on our Twitter, uh, at Out of Focus Show, also on our Instagram. Uh, send us an email at outoffocusshow at gmail.com. It's official. Um, I don't know, dude. Check out our Patreon. Throw us ducats if you want, but I don't want your dirty, filthy money. And uh, maybe join us on Discord if you're bored. And um, um, witty thing to close the episode. Fuck. <laughs>